What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Confused World. This is your host, Matt. So recently, I went and saw the movie um, Redeeming Love with my wife. And for those of you who aren't really uh, too familiar with it, um, this is just kind of going over a brush over um, of the book itself. Um, We'll read more into it, uh, the plot of it later. But... um, the brush of it pretty much is there was a girl that sold into prostitution um and there's a guy that finds her absolutely attractive um so basically he marries her out of this brothel and uh brings her home and uh the best way i can describe is according to i i I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't read the book. My wife did. So I'm just kind of giving you the gist of it from what she told me <laughs> about the book. But basically, a guy finds this prostitute woman attractive. He marries her. And um, basically, like, she's she's uh, she keeps running away from him. You know, she runs away from him at two different points in the book. But being the husband that he is, he preaches the gospel to her. She becomes saved, realizes that her previous life was wrong, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so um, I went and saw this movie. And according to my wife in the book, he they really go into the gospel of you know, what Christ did on the cross and how he, with his atonement, saved us, okay? Now, <clears throat> this book is supposedly written or based off the, 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 the Bible book, Hosea. Now, having read um, the first four chapters of Hosea, I would say it is extremely extremely loosely very very loosely based it has how do you i want to say it it has the structure of it of the book of hosea but that's about it that's literally about it we're going to go into the article um or the plot about what redeeming love is and let me read this to you real quick um, now keep in mind that the main character that they really focus on, um, which is the prostitute pretty much, um, she has a, um, what basically what you would call a stage name in a sense. Okay. So she goes by that stage name a lot. That's what everyone has known her as is the stage name basically. So the plot of the story is Sarah, AKA angel, who was sold into prostitution at the age of eight, has survived through hatred and self-loathing in the 1850s, California. When she meets Michael Hosea, and keep in mind, that is quite literally the only connection, other than the, the, what you can call the bone structure of Hosea, really. Um, That's literally just, the only connection with really with the book of Hosea in the Bible. Also to keep in mind, I'm also going to read a a few, a few passages from that, um, that the book of Hosea, just so you can kind of get an idea of how it is. Okay. So back to the, uh, the plot of this, 
Um, when she meets Michael Hosea, she discovers there is no brokenness that cannot... Or that love cannot heal. When God tells Michael Hosea to marry her, he obeys, but his command proves to be more of a challenge to him than he bargained for. <clears throat> Angel continually runs from him, first in search of freedom, then to escape the love she is starting uh, to feel for Michael. However, Michael's steadfast love and God's faithfulness and protection eventually move, or eventually prove to Angel that she is worth loving, and she is able to give in to the love of her husband and her God. <clears throat> even be even before being sold into prostitution, Sarah has known only rejection from men, as she overhears her father, Alex Stanford say that she should never have been born which does happen in the movie um she later learns that she is a product of her father's adulterous affair with her mother may from the relationship between her her parents sarah learns what happens to women who love men as she watches her mother grieve and eventually die feeling only rejected by the men she loves now 18 and going in going by the name angel she believes that she knows everything about men and how to give them what and how to and how to give them what they want one night one of her customers is her father, and she knowingly has sex with him to spite him for how he treated her mother. He does not recognize her, but when he finds out of the next morning, he commits suicide, which, again, in the movie does happen. When Michael enters her room and tells her that he wants to marry her, she is thrown off guard, but remains aloof uh, towards him. It is not until she is nearly beaten to death uh, that she agrees to marry Michael and leave him and leaves him um, at least with him as he nurses her back to health. Michael continues to surprise her as he claims to love her as his wife and refuses to have sex with her. Um, that actually does happen in the, in the movie. I'm not sure about the book, um, but continuing on. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure if that does happen in the book or not. I don't know. I, again, I haven't read the book personally. But anyway, back to the uh, plot of this. Um, Michael proves different from any man Angel has ever known. And, his, and this makes her confused and unwilling to trust him. She runs away at her first opportunity, but Michael is quick to find her and convince her to come home. The next time Angel runs away, she gets a ride with Michael's brother-in-law, Paul, who hates her because of her past. When he when he demands payment for, for the ride, she pays by allowing him to have sex with her. Back in the city, Angel is forced back into prostitution, but finds it more difficult now to remain distant. When an angry Mi Michael arrives at the brothel and takes her home again, it is the relief on her face that she that she sees him, <clears throat> that gives him hope, uh, and allows him to forgive her for the first time. Angel is truly honest with Michael about her past, and her relationship begins to grow based on honesty and affection. Angel does not run away from Michael again for a long time. <clears throat> But when she does, it is because she is terrified to find herself falling in love with him when she realizes that she does love him. She remembers what love did to her mother and forces herself to leave. This time, however, she stays away from him uh, from her old life and is able to make an honest living for the first time in her life. When Michael comes to find her yet again, she confesses that she ran away because she was scared to love him and 
he assures her that she can trust him. She agrees to go home with him again. Now, um, that might have that might have been in the book. I don't know. But I know in the movie that does not happen. Okay. Um, in the movie, she claims that she is not able to have children. And that she finds that somebody else is more capable of of um, being his wife and being able to bear him children. Um, um, there is a part where Michael's... Uh, it's actually... Tech, yeah, his brother-in-law um, that married his sister, or Michael's sister, or something like that. I, I don't know. But anyway... Um, that really does happen. Um, he, he, um, takes her back into the city basically. And she goes back into prostitution. Now here's my thing. Okay. And this is going to make me pause right here. Merely for the fact of, um, if you, if you really realize that, of course she was sold into prostitution at the age of eight years old. Um, again, I don't know about the book, but that's what the story said, uh, the movie anyway, by any means. Okay. I guess you can in retrospect, call her a prostitute because that's all she's ever known or not a prostitute. Excuse me. Forgive me on that. Um, I guess in that retrospect, you could call her a victim of circumstance now because that's all she's ever known. Okay. Now, if you look at the book of Hosea, which we're going to go into real quick, um, the person in particular, her name isn't Sarah, okay, in the book of Hosea. The woman that Hosea is told to marry is, well, I mean, not really told to marry, but the woman he chooses to marry is a woman named Gomer, who instantly, okay, um, bears some children. Now, in the book, um, this redeeming love book, um, she is not able to have children just because of, um, I don't, I, again, I don't know about the book, but the movie, she was, t uh, she tells, um, her husband, Michael, that she was basically sterilized because she had gotten pregnant and the, the person she was sold to so far as that, you know, that, was running the brothel she that she lived at and worked at um said this isn't going to happen again and does all that he can to sterilize her so but i mean so that's why i say it's loosely based on the book of hosea because gomer <clears throat> who hosea actually marries wasn't a victim by any means she willingly prostituted herself out now, Sarah in the book, um, I guess you could call her a circumstance, uh, a victim of circumstance, but again, not really at the same time. I mean, you can, but you can't merely for the fact that that's all she's ever known. So she runs right back to it the first time. Um, in the movie, when they're talking about the, you know, the last runaway I talked about, um, they didn't, they cut that out of the, out of the movie. Um, <clears throat> Also, um, if you notice, it says that Michael tells her that she is loved and she, hold on, let's go back to that, um, real quick. Um, 
Oops, not that one. Let's go back to this one. Um, uh, where was it? Um, she agrees to come home with him again as she's scared to love him and assures him that she can trust him. And um, yeah, she. This is where basically like anyway. Run, retrospecting it back, okay. Um, she's afraid to love him and the God, and and God, okay. Be a, you know. Sadly, in the in the movie, um, and again, according to my wife in the book, he tells her and reads to her from the Bible and tells her what the gospel is. And if those of you who don't know the gospel, I really, really urge you to go and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four gospels, okay? Because that's what the gospel is. It's good news that Christ came, paid the price for a sin that you and I could never, never with our entire lives or anything that we can never pay back. Okay, we are wretched, wretched sinners and Christ, the son of God, Christ incarnate. That means God on earth, basically Christ and God in the flesh came down, gave his life for his, his chosen, um, those, you know, how do I want to say this? Christ came down to give his life so that one day we can be in heaven and worshiping the God and that there is no more separation. Christ's blood on the cross covered that. His resurrection covered that. Okay? You cannot have the blood of Christ and no resurrection. It's got to be the blood of Christ and the resurrection. Okay? That is literally the good news that Christ came to pay the price for us that you and I can never you and I can never pay that debt. And he is our advocate to the Father. Okay. Now, if you want to get even further into it, James White has a book about the Holy Trinity, which is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And <clears throat> while my personal opinion is none of us, okay, none of us will ever fully grasp the idea of how the Holy Trinity works because we believe in one God, but that God is three different persons and it's, it's confusing. It, it really honestly is, but the faith of that, that God, the father, there is God, the son, which is God in the flesh came in, coming down to earth to lay down his life and atone for us. And then you got the Holy spirit that directs us and convicts us all the way is is down to the core really he directs our lives he is basically uh he's writing he how do i want to put it he is writing the laws that we are to follow that christ set for us on our hearts okay now a lot of people always say follow your hearts follow your heart it's it's the way to do no 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 the, the heart is inherently wicked read it in the Bible. It says it. The heart is inherently wicked, which means for those who don't understand, you and I are inherently wicked, but 
coming to Christ and realizing that we are wicked, we are wretched sinners, and turning our life over to Christ, that is what it is about. That is what it's about. It's not about a prayer. You can sit there and say the sinner's prayer all you want. That does not save you. Okay? It's not. It's putting your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. That's what it is. Uh, Repenting. Repenting, okay, is the biggest part of it. You realize you're a sinner and you repent that to God. That is what the good news is. Christ comes down. We repent for our sins. We, you know... We tell Christ we are sorry. We are so sorry for the sins that we have committed. Okay? We give our lives over to Christ and let him take in full, utter control. There is no, uh, it's not really even acceptance because we are, if you are in Christ, You are God's elect, okay? You are God's chosen people. That's just, I mean, but that that goes into a whole nother, nother category that we can talk about maybe at another time or, you know, just hear, hear a sermon. <laughs> John MacArthur, I highly, I highly recommend. Anyway, so let's go back to the, uh, the plot of this, okay? The final time Angel runs away is not because she does not love Michael or even because she is scared of her love, but out of desire to sacrifice for him, she believes that what Michael wants most in the world is children, and she is unable to bear children herself. She believes that by leaving, she will give Michael the freedom to find someone else to marry, and he will be happier without her. When she leaves this time, she intends to stay away forever, and Michael does not go after her believing that she needs to come back on her own angel is gone for three years and has stated or started a a successful mission to help other young prostitutes when paul finally comes to find her he soon realizes that he was he has been wrong about angel this whole time and convinces her that michael is still in love with her angel returns home to michael for a final time offering her love and her life he knows that she is back to stay this time and is overjoyed when she gives him the only gift that she has left to give her real name sarah god shows his faithfulness to michael and sarah through their lives eventually blessing them with children and success in all their endeavors and they are happily married for the rest of their lives now now in the book of hosea and this is why i say it's loosely based is again you can call Sarah a victim of circumstance by all means, but Gomer, who Hosea marries, was not a victim by any means. Okay, now we're going to go into scripture here real quick. Um, and we're going to look at Hosea chapter 1, verse 2. And this is where you start learning a little bit about where the book is supposedly based off of. Okay. Uh, again, Hosea verse chapter one, verse two, when the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, go take yourself a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Dibaliam, I I guess, Dibaliam, I don't know. (laughs) It's a weird name. 
and she conceives and bores him a son. Now, again, in the book, according to this story, Sarah, which is not even close to the name Gomer, okay, Sarah cannot bear children. Keep that in mind. So, verse 4 of, um, <clears throat> or excuse me, verse 3 of Hosea, chapter 1. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diblam, Diblam, I don't know, and she conceives and bore him a son. And the Lord said to him, call him's name Jezreel, for in the in a little while I will punish the house of Jehu for the blood of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. And on that day I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. Now <clears throat> she conceives again. And bore him a daughter, and the Lord said to him, Call her name No Mercy, for I will have no mercy on the house of Israel to forgive them at all. But I will have mercy on the house of Judah, and I will save them by the Lord their God. I will not save them by bow, or by sword, or by war, or by horse, or by horsemen. When she had weaned her No Mercy, she conceived and bore a son. Okay, so, in the book, again... She couldn't conceive, or at least thought she couldn't, until towards the end of the book. But in Hosea, she instantly conceives and has three children, okay? Um, anyway, when she had weaned no mercy, she conceived and bore him a son, and the Lord said, Call his name not my people, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. Verse 10, yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, or which cannot be measured by number or, or numbered. And in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, it shall be said to them, children of the living God and the children of the Judah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together and they shall appoint themselves one head and they shall go up from the land for great shall be the day of Jezreel. Now this is coming um, from Hosea chapter 2. And this is where you really find out about Gomer. Okay, This is why I say that this book is very loosely based on the book of Hosea. Okay, Now check this out. Here we go. Hosea chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 2 as well. Plead with your mother. Plead. For she is not my wife, and I am not her husband. That she put away her whoring from her face, and her adultery from between her breasts. Lest I strip her naked, and make her as in the day she was born. And I make her like a wilderness, and make her like a parched land, and kill her with thirst. Upon her children also I will have no mercy, because they are children of whoredom. For their mother has played the whore. She who conceived them has acted shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. Therefore, I will hedge up her way with thorns and I will build a wall against her so that she cannot find her paths. She shall pursue her lovers, but not overtake them. She shall seek them but shall not find them. Then she shall say, I will go and return to my first husband, for it is better for me then than now. Okay, so 
in this book, this uh, Redeeming Love book, uh, and the and the movie in general, okay, there is no uh, again. I I cannot push this enough. There is no gospel presented, and there was supposed to have been a gospel presented in the the book. Now, um, in a way, can you call the main character again? Can you call her a victim of circumstance? Yes, but the reason I say that this is loosely based on the book of Hosea. And that there was so much more taken out of it is the, <clears throat> the sex scenes, okay? The sex scenes were unnecessary. Five minutes per sex scene. Um, <clears throat> you see a lot of nudity in this movie and no gospel presented. It's really kind of sad if you think about it, especially since I know someone that did an interview with Francine Rivers, uh, the, the author of the book and also the writer of the screenplay for the movie. And, well, co-writer of the screenplay. And she said that, you know, she meant it to present the gospel. She she had it in a way for women that had a rough lifestyle to see what the gospel truly was. Okay? And that was completely taken out of this movie. Completely taken out. It's sad to see. Um, in fact, that person also went to go see this movie with my wife and was very disappointed at the fact that they took most of what was supposed to be in there and they completely took it out, which was the gospel. Um, anyway, that's my personal take on this. Um, if you're looking for a cute little romance story, it's good, but if I would not by any means call this a Christian movie. Not by any means. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about all I got. Um, again, she says it's based off of Hosea, but it's, I would say, extremely loosely based. I wouldn't even say a foundation. Maybe just um, maybe just the, uh, the initials of the of the book of Hosea um but anyway that's that's my issue with this one um I would highly not advise children to go see this movie by any means because there is a lot of nudity and uh there is a bunch of stuff that is just kind of really unnecessary anyway anyone um leave me an email or send me your comments anything uh, that you feel like sending me over email, confusedworldpodcast at gmail.com, or you can come over to our Instagram page and check us out there. Till next time, everyone, take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>